0: Hold, hold on a second. We've been talking for more than a week. <laughs> hey, hey, Howie, you know what I was
1: doing? Here, like, <laughs> you know what I was doing? You know what I was doing at the end of all of my virtual shows? I'm like, all right, everybody, hey, give me some. Bring it in, bring it in. Give me, give me some. Give me some, Howie. Come on. There you go. Oh, give I love it. Five. And then I go, all right, I need to sanitize. Oh, I need to <laughs> all right, I need to sanitize. High five and sanitize.
0: Oh my god! What's up, dude? How are you? <laughs> I'm sheltered in place.
1: Wait, so oh. they don't let you out of the studio, huh? <laughs> you know,
0: folks, uh, we're doing a dual podcast. I'm chatting with magician illusionist man of a thousand clones, Alex Ramone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the first time I've done a podcast. No, I did it with Boston comedian Jim McHugh, the producer of the Boston Comedy Festival. We did a dual broadcast,
1: coast yeah. to coast. Yeah, awesome. was just all, yeah, it was all audio. But th- I love this. Yeah. So, so what will happen is um, I'm recording it because I'll drop these podcasts in video form and also the audio nice. form. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, I'll send you the email, the 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 file of just the audio.
0: And I can uh, use this on my
1: Facebook page. People want to click and do the video, or just- yeah, absolutely. I'll, yeah, I'll send you the video too. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's great! Great, yeah, man. Oh, so, how are you? What are you? I mean, geez, up at the lake, huh? What's going on? You,
0: up you there? know, it's been well, you probably know they've closed down the lake, yeah. And I just had the city manager on talk about a baptism and fire, a brand new city manager. I go, hey, uh, so what are you, uh, how are you doing so far? Do you wish you didn't take the job? You know, like, <laughs> it's it's I think people are kind of getting right at that, that tipping point of like, you know what, I'll do this for another, whatever, two weeks. And then I think people are just going to go
1: later. I'm just going to do what I want. You know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think that, you know, the fear pandemic, I think the fear pandemic was worse than the virus pandemic. And so um, there's a certain point where people are feeling comfortable enough to go, Hey, I can be socially um, responsible. But right. also, um when, <laughs> when, you know, having a gas mask on isn't exactly you know necessary,
0: okay, you're gonna love this, so comics're we damaged goods anyway, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> the magicians fall in that in that category yes, time? I
0: was gonna, I was gonna say you're definitely damaged, but it we need we need the adulation of the audience for you know for verification that we exist, you know, so it's uh there's some comics i talked to like bobby slayton and uh, rocky the port who's out there in chicago and rocky's great he goes hey i'm not gonna zoom i need an audience yeah right
1: it's crazy yeah it's you know what i was just talking about um the way that live entertainment is going to change after this because a lot of venues that I'm talking to right now, they're talking about doing virtual shows from their venue where the performer comes in to the venue still, right. Does the show with no live audience with just the cameras viewing virtually, so in time and selling virtual tickets. So these venues are deciding, okay, we need to get cameras and the streaming capabilities to do this right now, right? But once they have that all in place, they're going to continue to sell virtual tickets even after when they have a live audience. And I bet the paradigm, I mean, this might be in the future, but the paradigm is going to shift where right now we think I'd rather go see it live. And then some people do it virtually. I think eventually what will happen is that most people will prefer to buy tickets to a show virtually than go to see it live. Um, how, do you, how do you get that audience feedback, though, when you're, say, the comic So, comedy, so the I get a lot of, so I, yeah, see, that's going to be the, that's going to be the challenge, especially with comedy, oh. magic, is that you have to feel the crowd. Well, music, too, but, yeah. I mean, you know, you want that live crowd there, but I think with technology, they'll probably be able to incorporate microphones from the audience. That won't be distracting, but I've done, I've done a number of shows via Zoom. Right. And, um, and you know, what's interesting is even though I can't hear them, the chat box, the chat box is instant feedback. Yes. And I I mean, people just, oh my gosh, how'd you do that? So I know when I'm doing a trick and there's multiple phases through it, I see the chat box lighting up and then you know that this is resonating with them. right right. And, but you know, the, the danger in that is that people can spam up the chat box and start just being silly on there. And then, you know, it kind of ruins it a little bit. And so you kind of have to explain to people, especially if you have, you know, uh, younger kids, cause I have, I have some kids oh, that gosh. watch my show yeah. and, and they're having fun because this is what they know. And they like to chat and all this stuff and be silly. It's like, well, that's difficult because the chat box is so vital in my shows via on, in the virtual shows that right. you have to explain to them when you're, spamming up the chat box and just being silly it's like screaming and yelling out in the middle of a live performance and that's not that's not acceptable so i mean you know it's just i think that this is all a new um platform it's It's a new frontier new frontier yeah Hold, hold on a second. We've been talking for more than <laughs> wait. Hey Hey, Howie, you know what I was doing? Here, like, <laughs> you know what I was doing? You know what I was doing at the end of all of my virtual shows? I'm like, all right, everybody, hey, give me some. Bring it in. Bring it in. Give me, give me some. Give me some, Howie. Come on. There you go. Oh, give I love it. Time. And then I go, all right, I need to sanitize. Oh, need to all right, need to sanitize. High five and sanitize. And so, like, I would give everybody, you know, I'm like, I just gave a h- hundreds of high fives. I don't know. Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, as you know, I, I, uh, I had yeah. a weekly column in the Tahoe Daily Tribune yeah. talking all things comedy and a Lake Tahoe entertainer right. that you were in a lot when you were yeah. up here yeah. as a resident illusionist. So I turned; they let me turn my column into a weekly article: how comics are coping mm. during this pandemic and man and and i joked. the first guy had bob zaney because he's on my radio show and uh i jokingly said here's and this is before there was a complete shutdown yeah i go here's what's going to happen folks you're going to put your credit card into your phone or into your laptop and say hi i want edgy comedy uh I'll, let's see if oh bob zaney seems to be cheap let's go for him and then you type in 20 minutes of bob zaney and here's our names so you could personalize the show. And then I hit a button and a hologram appears in your <laughs> living room as Bob does it from his home down in Vegas. That, uh, that's, that's
1: gonna I happen. mean, it was, it was weird. You know, it's weird. It's, it's like, that's what's going to happen. And it seems so far fetched out of our, our thoughts right now yeah. that, um, that that it's silly to us, but one day they'll be looking back, going, "You had to send a link to a Zoom. Yeah, you can only talk to one person at a time. Like, why would you? And you just like, why would you do that? You had a cell phone. Why would you have a cell phone? Right, when you just have it. You know, whatever. And you're just like, well, guess what? So I think it's a really exciting time technology wise. It's also can be a little scary. Um, and uh, and and thinking about the way things are going, and, and hopefully, you know, we all continue to be responsible with our right. behavior socially and with the technology that we're getting. I okay. Number one, I can't. I gave up not trying to
0: touch my face since day one. Oh my I, gosh! I, it's like still so impossible. I'm going like I, and but I, and I've written all these pandemic. I've read all these pandemic jokes that I did on these Zoom things where you'd see the different musicians because I'd go on between musicians and I go, you so the CDC says, I can't I can't touch my face, right? Oh, just my face, right? My face? Whew. Okay. Yeah. Face no, all
1: right. best, no, nothing else? The best the best <laughs> one was that woman. Do you remember this? This went viral. It was the woman um from like the health i don't remember what her official title was but oh my a, god was she licked she licked her feet and licked to turn her. the I face
0: santa clara
1: yes <laughs>
0: oh my god that
1: was she, a- was she was saying listen you know it's very difficult like we like, need to be yeah. very mindful not to touch our mouths or our nose because those can transfer diseases
0: <laughs>
1: and you're just like what?
0: oh my my opening line was hey folks look uh I've been practicing social distancing long before it became mandated by the CDC. When I was married to Nancy, we, barely, we were barely within nine feet of one another.
1: <laughs> Hello. It's, what's so silly about this whole thing is that, you know, they're like, oh, close, close, oh. The, um, close entertainment, close, you know, small businesses. But Target and Lowe's, Oh, oh no! Time. Home Depot, Walmart, oh. gyms need to close. And I'm thinking gyms are some of the cleanest places. Right. All the, because they have um, alcohol swipes that they wipe down all the equipment all the time. And so you have people that are constantly wiping down and cleaning things. And they're like, "Oh, gyms need to go." It's like, but Walmart it's, doesn't. Oh. Walmart, you don't even have to have shoes on to go in, but you have to have a mask. <laughs> like, okay, I feel very fortunate, knock on
0: for Micah, is that I'm, I still get to do my radio show. Get this. Yeah. So both governors of California and Nevada deemed my show essential suckers. So, <laughs> I, uh, so I've i had, a, because it's been like a conduit, you know, of information. So yeah. I've had, you know, the folks from Barton Hospital on. I had the city manager on this morning, the, the, the PIO for the city. Chris Fiore is on every Thursday. I'm essential.
1: And, and I'm a magician. I'm on the show. Exactly.
0: And I was going to say, if anything's essential, you know this. How many times after a show, where you do the meet and greets, people go, Oh my God, this is the first time I've been out or left and yeah. had a good time since. That's that true. interaction I really, really miss.
1: Yeah. You know, because people know, give they would tell you, you know. Yeah, you know, Howie, I did um a thing that I called 35 and 35, where I did 35 shows in 35 days. Oh, right. And and um I did a different magic show every day. Wow. And I can't tell you, man, I've had over the course of the month, literally thousands of people saw the show. Thousands, oh, yeah. right? And I would get emails and private messages on Instagram. Uh, Direct messages on Facebook, um, thanking me and saying I look forward to these shows every single night, and it made the shelter in place and the quarantine easier to deal with because I had something to look forward to. And you know, it was like almost one of the first times in my (laughs) smile. (laughs) It was almost one of the first times in my career that I felt that I was doing something beyond just giving commercial entertainment. Right. It was something that people truly needed and they and they craved and they desired, even because it made people feel better. It gave right. people a little joy uh during a difficult time. And um and I was happy that I was able to do that. I mean it was really it was really amazing. And so people really do need uh the entertainment. They need the levity in their lives. I think sense of humor amongst um, um, human beings is essential. Oh, the sense of humor! Laugh yeah. whenever you talk yeah. to anybody. What their favorite moments are are always about. Oh, yeah. I just love to laugh. Yeah, and that is one of the greatest things that we can do as human beings, and so um, it's it's a, it's important to do. It's important not to lose during the times that are oh. difficult, like now, and um, and it makes people who are those uh, um, the avenues in which to get the laughter essential right. and important. Well, you know, here's what's tough as a comic. I mean. Granted, we have a set
0: act, you know. Yeah. And a lot of times, I would feed off the audience as a segue to go into something else, you know, like right. So you ask somebody, "Hey," and I've seen, you know, you you got you guys do that as well, or where um you would like like it was so cool when you bring a kid up and just you know yeah. it's just a highlight and the audience loved it, but it was we weir- I mean I could do my act. It's bad enough without applause or applause break. But hey, there's some acts we know hey, that
1: hey, you're used to not getting applause.
0: i was just gonna say, hey, we know a lot of comics that can empty a room, so they're used to doing it anyway.
1: So <laughs> no one, no uh, one laughs anyways. It's yeah. like you're in the act. What do you care?
0: Exactly. But I, I one of the best experiences ever up in Tao. I, I, I give it as top of my top five. We had um. Uh, it, well, you know, when people, a lot of people would come up to Lake tower to get married. Right. But a lot of people were superstitious about numerology. So I remember uh, on 11-11-11, half the comedy club filled with people that got married that day. And I just happened to say, this is where you get the crowd feel." I go, hey, we got married today. Because I knew there was, like, oh, yeah, are And so yeah. this one lady stood up, unrehearsed. I love it. We got married at 11 minutes after 11 on November 11, 11, 11. And, and people are find this other woman, I'm not She goes like, oh, yeah, bitch. Well, we got married at 11 to midnight at 11.11. And I said, folks, folks, calm down. Half of you are going to be divorced by 12, 12, 12. <laughs> <laughs> so I just. And yes. <laughs> yes. That's so good. oh. Amazing. I and then what only happened with the interaction of an audience like that? Right.
1: Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> so funny. Okay, so, so here's why an audience is essential. I was yes. just doing <laughs> I love that. Um, I was just doing a show, just maybe a few months ago, last year, right? Right, I was right. Doing a show in um at the Magic Castle in Hollywood, right? Oh, nice. And I'm doing this show and then you have the evenings are for the 21 plus, And then on the weekends, you have the brunch shows, which allows kids. Oh, great. So I was doing one of the brunch shows and how they seat in the theater is they seat like the first three rows, just kids. And then all the adults in the back. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So it's good. So the kids can see. Yeah. So I go out into the audience. I say, I need someone from the audience. And there's this lady there's this lady shouting from the back of the room and she's like i forget the name i'll just say tracy tracy get tracy tracy get and she's yelling and i'm like you know my head i'm like okay i hear you and tracy get tracy and i'm looking around and you kind of see people going like lady like calm down because she won't stop she's like tracy get tracy and i like just stop and i go listen lady I don't know who Tracy is, <laughs> and she goes, I go, none of us know Tracy, <laughs> no one knows who Tracy is, and, you, and everybody's just going, because uh, they're laughing, because they're like, Tracy, who the heck is Tracy? So then, I go up to this like little girl, and I go, are you Tracy, and the little <laughs> girl's like, no, I go, well, come with me, you know, <laughs> and so, finally, I go, no, no, okay, we'll get somebody else. I'm like, where, so I go into the back. I go, who's shouting Tracy? they go, Tracy, Tracy. I go, I see the lady. I go, okay, lady, who's Tracy? It was like an an adult woman sitting next to her. I go, what this woman's Tracy? I go, it's (laughs) not even a kid. How selfish are you? It's like, right there. (laughs) It's not even a kid. It's the only time that kids can go to the magic castle. And you're shouting for me to get some to help out. That's And and so everybody's just laughing. And so That's, you know those but, moments are real moments that you can you can have fun with an audience that are right. fun with the performance. And the best thing is, is that the audience feels they're getting something special. Yeah, they know they are. Right. We know this isn't. It's happening. never been done. This hasn't been done. Yeah.
0: You you know you, when you were telling that story, it reminded me. And I was telling you mine. I could just see because it's fun when you get to mentor. Young comics, they always ask you for advice, you know? And I could just see why that comic going, I watched that podcast with you and Alex. You guys performed in front of people?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes! Oh, you had a live audience? Yeah. <laughs> you could actually see them? Yes. Isn't that scary? <laughs> Did you?
0: <laughs> I, well, I was joking on the radio show. You actually you know, had what? to have pants on? Yeah, the, yeah exactly that was one thing i had <laughs> i have to look at this woo! so <laughs> i i was i was joking on the air the other day going hey every show in the future is going to be sold out but there are only 50 people that were in your in attendance yeah but when you space them six by six we were packed we were beyond packed you know
1: well, <laughs> standing room only <laughs> i had i had I was I literally said this joke to my friend Miguel, my friend Miguel Washington's comic um, out of Atlanta. And uh, we were talking on the podcast and we said the same thing. He goes, Listen, man, we can't have shows that everybody six feet apart. He's like, we sold out. I go, Yeah, man, I did a show at the garden. Sold out. Oh, sweet. How many people? 250. <laughs> I
0: sold out the garden. Well, you know what feels weird already? Remember after 9-11, when you watch a movie like Working Girl or, or, or you know, the, anything that showed the towers in the background, you went, nice. wow. And now I'm, 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 in, I'm in that mindset now where I'm watching packed crowds at a show going, oh, that was pre-C word. Oh, my God. You know,
1: <laughs> that was a pre-corona. It was so different back then. I mean, and then people say, oh, how irresponsible. <laughs> There, you used to have three hundred people in your theater watching a comic show. Uh, oh,
0: how there,
1: dare you! You, you, you don't care Alan, about humanity. Yes, where's your where's your compassion? Don't you? You should. Put You're that only on greedy here. for the
0: money. <laughs> hey, some of the comics I've talked to—it's so so gut wrenching—and uh, and of course I'll clean it up. But like Alan. <laughs> Alan is a great comic. He's on my show on Mondays. We nice. do thing called well, Howie Wood and Havy Wood, when I play the old Warner Brothers, hooray for it, I go, Howie Wood, and then Alan's in Santa Monica, ba, 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 ba. Wood. So he's, not only is he a great comic, but he's also got a nice part in Showtime's Billions oh. on TV with, uh, you know, Damien Lewis and Paul Giamatti. Yeah, so maybe. he cracked me up. He goes, one week, Howie, I'm, I'm having a uh, I'm doing i I'm shooting back-to-back episodes of New York City, having dinner with Paul Giamatti, doing a week at the comedy cellar. Next week I'm I'm home in Santa Monica feeding my father-in-law dinner with a selfie stick.
1: <laughs> a huge paradigm shift. <laughs> I just
0: I just so count my lucky stars that I've got the radio gig, and I socked away enough you know yeah. for a rainy day
1: who as entertainers do, but who knew the rainy day would be a virus you know well well you know i really I really feel this way, and i mean um you know, I felt the same way because I lost all of my you know you know i travel I travel about ten months of the year wow. and immediately all my gigs were like done they're out and um And so, you know, you lost a lot of contracts. You lost a lot of work. And luckily, I was in a position where I wasn't like, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, good thing I have you know um you know an emergency fund now right. that emergency fund definitely can and will run out yes But yes. you know so yes. definitely to, to how long are we going to how long are we going to wait here I, but it's like if i didn't have that which most americans don't no. and the re- well not even americans most human beings do right they don't save yeah well they don't save or they don't have the the, the means to save enough that they need right. you know it's not hard. most of you you know in in the big picture, most of humans were always hunter and gatherers and farmers. Why? Because all they needed was to eat. So at this point in time, it's like, that's the most important thing is to eat. That's why I didn't get this whole toilet paper rush. I'm like, shouldn't shouldn't we be getting food? Like food, toilet paper, just get in the back, I'll hose you off. Like what's the difference?
0: Alex, when I had a physician on my radio show, uh, that, that, by the way, that's the other great thing about the uh, having the radio show. I c- I come to the show in a boxers and a bathrobe if I'm lucky. I'll call in. I don't have to worry about it, you know. Right. So I asked the doctor that who was on the air. I go, "What's with the toilet paper?" I go, and I with, with a straight face, I said on the air, "Did did the does the virus originate from the rectum? I mean, there has got to be a is that where it germinates and then is that why the toilet paper?" And he, for a second, he was going like. Uh no, <laughs> he didn't get the joke. That all oh, that's—I was said, I'm kidding, doctor. Just trying to figure out why people are hoarding TP. You know?
1: Yeah. Oh my <laughs> it's god! Crazy. I, I don't get it. And so I didn't get it at all. I'm like, what? Well, shouldn't we be? And then the, the crazy thing was is that it wasn't <laughs> just the um the the toilet paper. People were hoarding like processed oh. foods, but yet all the yeah. the. the the organic fruits and vegetables were all there. And it's like, that's what you should be getting. What are you doing? So I I I mean, you know, here's the thing is that I, my whole opinion on the whole thing, if I have one is, you know, we all need to be responsible for our own personal hygiene and our own personal um, health. And we can do that in a variety of ways, pre-pandemic and now after this. Um, yeah. If we are all individually responsible with our uh, with our health, that's going to be for the betterment of everyone else. So, oh. you know, eat healthy, exercise, make sure your immune system is as in tip-top shape as possible so you can deal with things. And I think we'll be in a better situation for um, – everyone will be in a better situation if we all do that, as opposed to blanket policies. Because, you know, right. I'm thinking I'm like – You know, I thought my dad one day, um, you know, told me he wasn't feeling too good. And that made me like, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, serious. Yeah, he goes, I don't feel good. And, you know, hey, it's a thing. I'm out walking MJ, my puppy, and I have to sneeze. And if I sneeze, everybody looks at me like, oh, oh. And I'm like, allergies still exist. Allergies "Allergies still exist. I still have allergies. I'm sorry, you know. And so my dad had said he didn't feel good one day. And I was like, huh. And I started thinking, I started, I really did. I started thinking like, you know, what if he had the virus? What would I do? How would I feel? And I'm like, you know, I would tell my dad, you know, one, to be as proactive in in being safe and quarantining himself, staying home like you should if you're sick in any capacity to stay home, So you, you know, so you don't pass it, but also for your own You know, well being is getting better, and also like, okay, if you had to go to the doctor at a hospital, all those things are going through my head. But at the same time, I never thought, well, other people, if my dad got this virus or he has it, other people shouldn't be allowed to work or feed their families because my dad is now sick. Right, just that that thought never crossed my mind. I don't think that that's, you know, for me personally, that's an opinion that I had. And so, although people are getting sick and, uh, and, and people are, some, most people are recovering fine. I've had a multiple of friends who had it, you know, I I know, I know many people who've got uh, the coronavirus and I don't know anyone who has, uh, has died from it. Um, Every single person that I know that have contracted has gotten better. Um, But that's just me. And I mean, other people speak for whatever thing is that, um, you know, we need to be, I, I believe in personal care, over blanket policies that affect, I mean, what? A yeah. million people filed for unemployment and- Over 30, now, now it's over 30. 30 million people filed for unemployment yeah. and like- Great. And world, globally, 250,000 uh, people have died from it. So it's like it's globally, been, but in the U.S., I think it's like what, 80,000 the count is?
0: Yeah, it's just and going over like, 81, 82. Yeah, 81, yeah.
1: No, died but 20 million have
0: filed for unemployment. It's like oh, a big, big- Even beyond, thing. beyond. Now, here's a positive. Yeah. I know a lot of comics, and I'm sure you know a few uh, folks in your biz, that it, they, we needed a pandemic because a lot of these people I know would never wash their hands. I mean, I just know- oh, yes. A
1: lot of them just- Yo, Yes. Like I've actually said, like, oh, you're. I'm right on. I just had this conversation this morning with my friend Martina. I'm like, you know, the good thing about this is like in Japan, right. if you have a sniffle, if you have any little thing, you wear a mask, not because it's honest, yeah. but just because it's more sanitary. And I'm like, I think that should be adopted worldwide. If ever you have a little bit of a sniffle or a cough, you put a mask on just like they did in Japan for decades. They've been doing that, right? right? And then also it's like, yeah, if more people wash their hands all the time. I'm all for it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I wash, <laughs> I've done this for years. I when I go to a public restroom, I wash my hands before I go to the bathroom and right. after. Always. Because wow. my hands, as you're in public touching things, my hands are more dirty than what I got going on. Right. right. So I want my hands clean before I use the restroom. So I'm clean to use the restroom and then I clean again afterwards. So I've always double washed. I've double washed. Even before the pandemic,
0: I was going to buy a bidet because I wanted a <laughs> fountain next to the toilet. And then when I found out, oh, I could use this for other areas as well. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, you thought, oh, I got a bidet because <laughs> I'm in the bathroom I get a little thirsty
0: okay okay two things that have really been good for me as far as because I you know I use a guitar in the act right yeah so I just finished writing and I zoomed it for the first time I had the lyrics up and everything called my pandemic dog about what we just went for a walk three times at the same hour what do you why don't you go out there I'll stay sheltered in place. You need the exercise anyway. Just drag the leash. People will think you have an invisible dog. You know, so so that's one good thing. And up in Tahoe, they were telling tourists, don't come up here. Don't come up here. Right. And so I wrote the big thing, sheltered in place, sheltered in place. So I wrote a song called Shoveled in Place because <laughs> I found tourists next door. They're not there anymore. Howie, did what did you do? Did you scare them away? I guess you could say that. I made the curve go flat because they're buried in my backyard, (laughs) shoveled in place. So that got a lot of love. (laughs) So so that's a plus. That's a plus. Yeah. I mean, you know. I, I, I do have to ask you before you forget.
1: Okay.
0: I was watching my show for, my favorite show for the last 25 years, CBS Sunday Morning, and I met Charles Kuralt years ago. I gave him a cassette, cassette, Google it, kids, of my comedy songs. He sent me a nice letter. He loved it. And then I'm watching CBS Sunday morning and I go, Oh my God, they're doing the sunny awards. What the, and you popped on. How did you get into that? I thought that was brilliant.
1: Yeah. So, um, so kind of hitting back on my 35 and 35 tour. So I had this idea for a tour that I wanted to do 30. It was a challenge. It was a challenge tour of mine. And what I did is I said, I want to do 35 shows in 35 days in 35 different cities. And, So I, I, I blasted out on social media saying, hey, I need hosts uh, for the show, uh, for any other, any odd, whatever it is. I just want to do okay. that. I don't care what the show is. So some of the shows were for theaters. Some of the shows were for a casino. Some of the shows were for private events in people's homes. One was right. for uh, company parties. One was for a uh, Muay Thai gym. So it's just a random oh, wow. group. Yeah. And it was more about just the fun of going, hey, tonight I'm uh, at the Harry Potter Club at Santa Clara University. I'm doing a show. And the next night is, hey, I'm at EA Sports doing a show. Or, hey, I'm at, you know. And so that was kind of the fun of the whole thing. And so um, within two days after this, and this would have been in like uh, really early March, I believe. Yeah, early, early, mid-March, because the tour was supposed to go April 1st, through May 5th, that was of my 35 right. days, and like, you know, a few weeks out, you know, I got within two days, all all 35 canceled, boom, just like wow. that, like that, so it was not even, and it was like the emails, and the calls that I did have were like, so no, right, yeah, okay, I get, and I was always like, I understand, a few people that were on the tail end of it, that were like in the late Mar- uh, late April, early May, at first, they said, well, let's see how it goes, and then as we got into it, they just knew you know, no one's gonna show up, we can't do this. And, and fine, so I just thought, wow, well there goes, you know, the tour, I don't have anything, everything into the summer canceled, cruises canceled, uh, other tours canceled, venues canceled, dinner theaters, everything I had. And so now I'm sitting here with you know nothing to do and I thought, well, it's kinda nice because I travel all the time, I can do things around the house. Um, but then, you know, like you, I kind of, that lasted for about, you know, half a day. And then I'm like, (laughs) okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it anyways. And so I had decided, sorry, this is a long story, but (laughs) I had decided that probably on like April, (laughs) I had decided on um, like April, like 28th, like literally like, or not April, like March 28th, like a day or two before I was supposed to start the tour, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it via Zoom at my, at my, in my studio right here. And the challenge was that I was going to do, instead of, as you know, if you do 35 different dates, you're doing your same show or your same set every right. night in 35 different gigs. And even when you're doing, you know, two shows a night or a weekend, you're doing the same set every show because that's your right. set. And you might throw in one thing new, but yeah. you're not set. For me, because I knew that I would have some of the same audience every single night, I made sure and I said, I'll be doing something different every night. You will not see me repeat anything. So that was the challenge. And so as time went on, you know, on the first night, I'm like, I don't know how many people are going to watch. And eventually, you know, it started at like 60 devices. Then it went to like 90. Then it went to like 100. Then it went to 210. And then our last our last show, we had over 320, 350, somewhere in there, devices, devices, which means that the real numbers were probably up to a thousand plus because most of the people watching, there's more than one people watching. There's you right. a group of five people watching on one computer. Um, right. you have some individuals, but the majority are groups, and so. You know, so I had probably overly easily over 300-something devices uh, watching, which means that, you know, you can easily double or triple that number um, of people. But anyways, um, in the course of this thing, one of the people who watched every single night saw an email from David Pogue or a post from David Pogue saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for creative things going on during this shelter-in-place. And he said hey, I tune into this magician every single night. He had a tour going and then it all canceled. And so he decided to do it via Zoom and he does a different magic show every night. And so David Pogue tuned in into one of my shows. And and it happened to be as like every Thursday, I would say, hey, I'm going to do a throwback Thursday. Here's a video clip of me on tour with Disney. Here's a video clip of whatever, right? So he happened to tune in on the Disney night oh because because the viewers I was like hey what do you guys want to do like um oh I did a formal night because I said you know I am supposed to be on a cruise ship and they have formal nights on the cruise ship so you know what we're at home we're gonna have a formal night so <laughs> dress up candles get suit and ties women wear a nice dress have a nice dinner enjoy your evening we're gonna have a formal night together even oh, if we are at that. home so people all over the world, I have people that would watch every show from Australia and I had people watching from Finland, I had people watching from Singapore and these people would dress up and I would start the stream and you see candles, they're like, this is what I had for dinner and they all look really nice. Some of the young kids, um, some of the girls are in high school were like, oh, I, I'm gonna wear my prom dress. And you're like, oh my gosh. And so oh, it was yeah. really amazing so i had formal night then i had disney night and he tuned into disney night and he saw all the kids were dressed up in their disney oh. things people had disney backgrounds and like it just felt like such a a tight community of people that are getting together and doing something that that is is positive that he said this is this is incredible of what's going on here oh. and so he presented me and um and five other people with these sunny awards yeah. and um and it was it was pretty incredible to be a part of because and it was national news and people yes um it was, it was it was quite amazing but that was that was the the how that connection happened is one of my viewers reached out and said hey i this is what's That's
0: going on. awesome and yeah. i love that when he when he gave you the the sunny award to the oh the screen
1: <laughs> so like we had to we had to figure out how to do that Right? That was cool. <laughs> so, so I had my phone mounted to the back. So I had my phone mounted on the back of my computer recording. And then we had a Zoom call like we are right now. And right. then he, I would say, okay, does this look right? He goes, yeah, that looks right. And so we were doing the interview and I'm looking at the wall talking and this and that and I went like this and he goes, No, that's too low. I'm like, oh, it's low. He goes, Yeah, just a little bit higher. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like here. And he goes, Yeah, that looked good. And like <laughs> like when you see it cut together at the end, that's it looks funny. pretty good. That looks damn good.
0: <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, hey, isn't it in the background there, your your award?
1: <laughs> well he said that he had duct tape on the back of the of the monitor. And so he was taking the award and setting it behind the, the TV monitor that, that I'm supposed to be on and sticking it to duct tape so when he comes out, <laughs> have it. Yeah. Hey, this has been a blast. I love it, Howie. I'm glad uh, to talk to you, man. And, I, and, I, and stay safe. Sanitize, sanitize. sanitize, Spray. We've been talking. Spray. Spray. Yeah, spray Lysol. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you, you get exactly, exactly. He's Like then you're gonna get, get sick and you get it poisoned from. <laughs> uh, no, we gotta do this again because this is such a blast, man. Dueling podcasts, dueling podcasts. All right, we'll see who gets more views. <laughs> writing about you in the Tribune too, the Tahoe Daily Tribune. Amazing. Yeah, I Look mean a I'm feature thing. To be up so, there. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was going to be up there uh, around Easter doing shows, but uh, obviously couldn't do that. So uh, you know, Tahoe is always on my list. I love it up there. I love the the fans. I love the people, and um, and I can't wait to get back up. And I just, oh, you know, encourage everybody to stay safe and, stay safe. and take the proper precautions and, for their own health. And Peggy Blowney from the Tahoe Tap
0: Tahoe Arts Project. Oh yeah, she follows me all the time. She goes, Howie, I'm giving you exclusive, Alex. Maybe up in February.
1: Yes, yes, I will be there. The end of February, doing shows yes. with her and uh, and yes. the program. So it's going to be amazing. And that one, <laughs> and um and that one's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. That
0: Me too. Well, do we'll have you on the show?
1: Absolutely. I'll,
0: I'll have you outside in the lobby while I'm on the sh- station to, but <laughs> <to>, you know, <laughs> we'll talk through the glass.
1: Yes, we will. <laughs> Alex, has been great. We'll do it again. All right. Hey, thanks so much. I'll send you this audio file in just a bit. All right, buddy. All right. Be well. Say
0: hi to mom. Hi, Molly. Yeah, <laughs> she's good. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh.